Hey, I'm Jen. Life's been pretty crazy lately, and it's safe to say we're all just trying to make sense of the world around us. I've got lots of opinions. Some might say too many, but that's not important. This is my story, and I'll write it as I see fit. I have to be honest. There's just too much going on in the world right now for me to keep quiet. This podcast is about finding your voice, standing up for what you believe in, and also talking about the things that make me happy. Join me each week as we approach some important conversations, seek to learn new things, and try to have some fun along the way. I guess what I'm trying to say is, y'all, I think we should talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you guys have been doing exceedingly well, that you're staying safe, that you're staying healthy out there, and that you're feeling good. I really hope that you guys are able to just find little moments in your day where you're able to find joy and peace and happiness amidst all the craziness that's going on right now. I felt like it was really important that we talked about in this episode the things that have been on my heart for the last two, three months. And if I'm being honest, they've been on my heart and in my mind for the last few years. And so with that, today, I think we should talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, online activism, and becoming a political force of change. For me, this journey over the past few weeks and months has been incredibly difficult, sad, and overwhelming. It's also been one of the most eye-opening, rewarding, and exceptional times in my life personally. I have seen people come together from all walks of life, all faiths, all creeds, and all backgrounds to support the fulfillment of the institution that black lives do matter and that police brutality has no place in our society. It's hard to know the right words to say amidst all of this, But I wanted to start by reviewing some of the basic principles that we all share as human beings. And I think that ultimately, I think what our our world needs right now is a lesson in empathy and acceptance. Recognize other people's differences. Recognize that those differences are what make them unique. Appreciate the fact that we're all different, that we see things from different perspectives, different viewpoints that we might all look different and sound differently. But at the end of the day, that's what makes us special. And how beautiful is that? And I want to say to you guys, see the differences, recognize them, appreciate them. See someone's color, their skin tone, their hair color, their eye color, and embrace it. We've all got struggles, no matter what race, gender, or heritage we come from. We all have dreams, goals, and passions. Let's help each other achieve them. Have compassion for your fellow brothers and sisters. The world is hard enough without having to wonder whether you're going to be discriminated against solely based on what you look like, whether that's at school or work or in social situations. Be a beacon of positivity. At the end of the day, we may not all see eye to eye on everything, but you have a responsibility to respect other human beings and most importantly, to see the value in their lives. And finally, 
Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Speak up even when it's hard, even if you don't think it'll make a difference. Be a better advocate. Martin Luther King once said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. I'm trying to live out that statement as best as I possibly can. If you guys haven't already listened to it, former First Lady Michelle Obama addresses these and many other related topics on her podcast on Spotify. She and I share so many of the same feelings on the subject, and I highly recommend that y'all take some time to actually listen to what she has to say. Her latest episode addresses the need for us to place empathy back into our hearts and work towards building a better future for those around us. This is so crucial, and I hope that through the words spoken from women such as Michelle, in addition to the amazing activists, writers, and poets of our day, that we can work towards truly changing the perspectives of the people that are around us. I think it's important that we talk about activism on the internet. While posting and reposting infographics and other cool content on Instagram is not enough to completely fix all of our society's problems, I think it's a start to opening up the conversation by impacting people where they spend most of their time. Even if just one person sees a Black Lives Matter post, a post about a protest or a petition to sign, it puts these ideas at the forefront of so many minds. And it influences people, even subconsciously, to make change in little ways. Recently, I've found that the best way for me to advocate for change is through posting things I find on my own social media. This has been such an empowering process for me, and I'm so grateful that over the last few months, I've really been able to utilize Instagram to this capacity. I think that I finally found my voice in a way that matters. Even if just one person comments or likes one of my posts, I feel like I impacted somebody on that day. They took something away from what I had to say, and that means so much to me. I have never had so many people DM me with their thoughts or their opinions on a subject I posted about on my Instagram. I've never had so many people stop and say, hey, I've never thought about that topic in that way before. It works, you guys, one by one. And can I just say, can we just try not to condemn people for their attempts at activism on the internet, even if it seems small in comparison? For some people, this is their first leap into what it it looks like to be an advocate. Let's empower them in that. Let's also eliminate the notion that you can't care about more than one social issue at a time. And moreover, that if you believe in one thing, that it somehow negates the effectiveness of another. Especially when it comes to posting on your social platforms. You can care about the Black Lives Matter movement, reforming our government, supporting the people of Syria and Beirut and Lebanon, and defunding the police. This is not an all-or-nothing concept. This does not make you ungrateful to be an American. This does not mean that you aren't allowed to be disappointed in your country for their lack of support or care for its people. 
You don't have to accept mediocrity. You don't have to be complacent in your search to seek a better world. It only takes one person to ignite change. That one person tells another and then another. Let's keep that going. Let's keep people thinking about these ideas so that they're not considered radical anymore, but rather they become universally accepted as the standard. I remember opening up my Twitter at the height of the protest in in response to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and seeing that CNN was working with Sesame Street in order to provide parents and their children a way to talk about what was happening in a safe and healthy environment. This honestly brought tears to my eyes, thinking about the fact that parents even had to explain this kind of injustice to their children in 2020. In today's world... Any information that you need is so easily accessible to you. And the fact that even children can access this information with the help of a parent and seek to better themselves gives me a small shred of hope. We too should be seeking to do better in any possible way that we can. For myself personally, I have made what I would consider huge strides in becoming more attuned to the problems that surround our community. Throughout the last few months, I have found social media to be a huge resource as it has allowed me to find groups to donate to, new businesses to support, and to find comfort from my community and appreciate all of the stunning artwork from amazing creators on the internet. I'm so grateful for that. Social media is making an impact. It's shedding a light on the incredible work that has been accomplished by protesters on the streets. It's allowed me to follow important leaders on platforms like Twitter, where I get to see them speak out on various issues. It's giving us the tools to shape our community the way that we want to. It's helped to make me feel like I can actually make an impact on the world around me. Through the use of social media, I have gained the courage to send emails to our local and federal government officials. I feel like for the first time, I and many others can actually voice the thoughts and opinions on matters that are important to us and further know that through their responses, they too want to bring about change. While in the past, I have taken small strides towards contacting members of our government on social issues. This is the first time that I truly feel like I'm waking up to what it means to be engaged within our political sphere. Black Lives Matter movement, along with the push to defund police and moreover, redistribute that money into our schools, mental health resources, and other vital social services, have reinforced my desire to invoke change more than anything ever has. The sad reality is that I had no idea how much money was being spent to support the police versus public services, particularly here in Los Angeles. That's a major issue. As someone who prides herself on trying her best to read and be informed on issues such as these, especially within my Los Angeles community, this felt like the rug had been pulled right out from under me. I hate that it's taken me this long to feel confident enough to take this kind of action, but I'm so glad that I'm doing it now. When I was in high school and college, 
I learned about the importance of being an active member of our political communities. We have a civic duty as Americans to be involved, to vote, to take action, and to stand up for what we believe in. I have always been an active voter in our elections, whether they were presidential or for our state representatives and local officials. The problem was that like many people, when it came to doing the research on the candidates for anything other than the president, I had no idea who these people were. And it's only been within the last two elections that I actually dug deeper, visited sites like Ballotpedia or VoteSmart to find out what they were campaigning for. It's not that I didn't care about these things, but for a while, I think I was a bit apolitical. And I guess that I figured I would let other people make these decisions and hope that it would all work out. I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm not going to sit back and watch things crumble and fall apart because I wasn't educated enough on the problems impacting our society. A few weeks back, I made a call to Senators Kamala Harris and Dianne Feinstein, which, shout out to Kamala Harris as our potential future vice president, but I reached out to them to help to push to extend the CARES Act, which would help to extend the unemployment benefits here in the United States and continue to provide support from the effects of the pandemic. Let me tell y'all, I was nervous as hell. I did my best to rehearse what I was going to say, and like many of the departments for these government officials, I had to leave a voicemail. Y'all, I butchered the hell out of that voicemail. I stumbled over my words after the first sentence or two. But the important part was that I called, and I asked them to extend the act and continue to aid our citizens. That's progress, people. That's all it takes. One voicemail, one simple email to a local official. That's what's going to change this. Because if our representatives don't hear from us, the people that they're representing, they're left to decide what they think is best. That doesn't sit right with me. When the news hit about Breonna Taylor and George Floyd specifically, I remember the strong desire that I had to call the local government officials of their respective cities and demand that their killers were arrested. Political activist groups like Move On actually give you prompts to use when calling these offices. That gave me the confidence that I needed to leave an informed and impactful message that would be heard and listened to, whether they wanted to listen to it or not. I'll be honest, those were some of the hardest calls that I've had to make in my entire life. I vividly remember shaking, holding back tears, and being so afraid. But I had to do it. I couldn't take it anymore, and the pain was too overwhelming. Looking back over the last few months, I'm so proud of the work that I've done. Even though I wasn't able to get out and protest, I felt like I was able to play a small part in creating change. And that felt so good. This movement is going to take us putting in all the time, effort, love, and support that we can possibly give. For some, this will mean marching for human rights, creating impactful signs and chanting. For others, this will mean donating money, 
signing petitions, and calling their local officials. What's important is that you do something. It doesn't matter how big or how small, just do something. Have those difficult conversations with your friends and family. I know for myself personally, I have had so many discussions about this topic and I have been so fortunate to have so many friends reach out and say, hey, how can I do better? How can I serve this movement better? And the thing is, for a long time, I don't even think I was doing that great at boosting this movement. And I've been doing a lot of growth as well. And I think that that's what it's about. It's all of us learning, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian American or even white. We need to start talking to each other because that's the only way that we're going to get anywhere. It's just by talking and having these informed decisions and calling people out on things that they might say that are offensive or are racist, right? Let's learn from the amazing black voices out there by reading books, listening to podcasts, and watching important movies and documentaries. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, I have been reading Angie Thomas's The Hate That You Give. And the thing about that book is that while I've never experienced police brutality specifically in my own life, the experience of the main character parallels so much of what I experienced growing up as a young black woman. My experience has been growing up being black, living in predominantly suburban communities and going to private schools, which is something that the character also does as well. And understanding the perspective of that character has been so interesting to me because I can't even imagine if that happened to me while I was in high school. I can't imagine what my life would have been like had that happened. And What's funny is that I can understand. I can understand so much of what she might be feeling. And it's crazy because you don't realize how much reality mimics the fiction that we read. The ideas that are being presented in that book are real. You know, it's crazy because the main character star has an uncle that is a part of the police force and that has been such a huge topic of stress for me and debate because I also had a member of my family, my dad, that was a part of the police force and I have had to grapple with this difficulty for the last few years because I have had to come to terms with the fact that while no, not all cops are bad, I think that It has significantly changed my view of the police force and of policing in general. And it has always been a very difficult conversation to have in my household. I remember when Tamir Rice was shot and killed and having conversations with my dad about that. It was really hard. And I remember it was difficult because my dad and I didn't always see eye to eye on everything because from his point of view he was that good cop right and it's just so difficult to think about and so I empathize with 
the main character so much in so many different ways. And I just, I hope that for those of you that might look out and read it, that you take something away from it that really impacts you and you sit and you think about it and you ponder over the choices that you make and the life that you decide to lead and and how you choose to respond to police brutality and its impacts on our society. Ultimately, every little bit that you do helps. I think only you know what is enough. And I think that on a daily basis, you should be asking yourself, how can I better the lives of those around me? Some days it might be that all that you can give is time spent reading an article or having a conversation with a friend. Do it. Give it your 100% all. Be a force of change. Linked in the show notes will be resources on how to support the Black Lives Matter movement, along with a link on where you can go to register to vote. I hope that you guys take some time, if you haven't already, to do some research, find ways to think for yourself, make your own informed decisions about the world around you, and the impacts that your decisions make on our society. Let's take care of each other, love one another, and support our Black brothers and sisters. Let's show up. Sending you all peace and love, and wherever you are, I hope that you guys are just thriving and doing the best that you can during this time. I know that it's really hard with all of these things that are going on. It can feel insurmountable, like you don't get a moment to just breathe, like the world might just be falling in on itself. But we're going to be okay, you guys. We're going to be all right. I think that we just need to go back to some of the basics and really think about where we are, where we want to go as a country, as a society. And um, with that, I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the I Think We Should Talk podcast. If you like what you heard today, please make sure to subscribe, favorite it, and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is I Think We Should Talk podcast. Or send me an email at I think we should talk.podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. I hope y'all are having an amazing day wherever you are, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.